Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to the Leverage 10 podcast, where we answer your top leverage questions. I'm your host, Kayla Dobson, and I've got quite the crew here with us today. Can you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, go from that side. Hi, I'm Christian Kane, and I play Elliot Spencer on Leverage. Al Desage, you know what this is. <laughs> I'm John Rogers, and I'm drinking from a glass that Jerry Ryan bought me. Oh, oh, nice. nice. Jerry Ryan's drink. This is Charlie's Very Friday. nice. Yeah. Kind of brought her into the room with that. Yeah, That's yeah. great. That's really good. Did yeah. she use it first? And Chris Downey. I hope. Here, here once again to, to answer all your many questions. Well, on today's episode, we'll be answering your questions about episode 417, The Radio Job. And if you're ready, guys, I'll start us off with question number one. Anonymous asks, this episode went from dramatic to comedic and back again. How did you transition between so many different emotions in one episode, and was it hard to pull off? Uh, you know what, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, from production standpoint, I'll tell you what from production because the actors, the actors always have like a different tunnel, but yeah. what I thought was good was we shot most of the comedic stuff over in that building, right, and then when we did the explosion, that was a whole day, like we went over, we blew the warehouse, and then these guys did it, and, and in the truck, so they had a whole diff, a whole half a day to kind of get into, and now this is the serious stuff, mm-hmm. you know, this is the motivation for us, this is how we're behaving in this moment. Uh, I don't think you could have easily flipped between scenes mm-hmm. if, if you were in the geographically same place, but that, that was tied up. And even the big emotional stuff in the van was shot separately, which I think is a later question, was actually the last thing we shot, right? Mm-hmm. We were all in the van yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. just shot that out. Yeah. So a lot of it was the separation. What you guys are seeing is 42 minutes is seven days worth of work. And so it gives the actors a chance to kind of, all right, where am I now? You know, yeah. right. and, it was, and it was episode 61 of 62 that we've done so far, and I think... What helps is we've done very comedic beats, we've done really dramatic beats, and I think you've earned the acceptance of the audience that you can pull that together in one episode. You can do two tones in one yep. episode, mm-hmm. yeah. Guys, anything else? Well, is for actors, we show up on the day and do all that stuff. That, that was totally you. I mean, we, you know, it's, 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 you, you, you never know what's going to be filmed the next day. Uh, and then you, you show up and do it. And we've been doing the comedy and dramatic stuff so, so much that I think we're just, we don't really see it as because of the way we film as actors, we don't really see it as cutting something up, like starting somewhere and then and then going. It's exactly what John said, and that's why I didn't want to address the question. But it's um, For me, it's it's like a nice surprise that just pops up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and a lot of the you know sometimes the comedy appears out of nowhere, and sometimes the drama appears out of nowhere. You just never know where the scene's going to take you. Yeah, you're, you're a funny motherfucker. Well, it's <laughs> a funny motherfucker. <laughs> there there are definitely scenes where we think it's going to play one way, and we do the rehearsal, especially yeah. the drama scenes. It's like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. just everyone kind of found the rhythm and the yeah. moment of, you know, like we uh, we actually talked a lot about what was everyone's response coming out of the van yep. with the explosion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Elliot Hardison would give Elliot the time to make sure that Nate wasn't dead or injured. Nate Elliot would kick into combat medic mode. Like it was it was very much like as long. I don't think when you think of comedy and drama, you guys think of uh, the fans are thinking of like we go in with this intention. If the character response is honest, it will be whatever is appropriate for the situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it's a funny situation, it'll be funny. If it's dramatic, it'll be dramatic. But the trick is to be honest to the characters. Yeah. Right? And these guys know these characters. They're the guardians yeah. of these characters, yeah. and so that's why you get that. It's more an organic. Nature. Well, you and you let you let the the great thing about it was is that when when I watched it, uh, when I saw it, you were holding the girls back, and why would you why were you holding them back? Because Elliot has to get over there and do triage, basically street triage, to see yeah. if he, you know what I mean. You don't right. want yeah. them going. Yeah, yeah it wasn't protecting. It was, it's like give him and uh, give Elliot his thirty seconds to make sure what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, and following up on that, we actually have some Elliot centered questions. Ebony seventy one asks. Christian did Bruce Willis proud. Did he enjoy being John McClane for the day? Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, what a day. Absolutely. Oh. Dude, the my, first time you did that yeah. voice killed me. Yeah. It killed me. 
<laughs> the uh, I waited. I was when I first got the script. I was I was jumping out of my chair. I was uh, I was reading it in my trailer, and I was just jumping up and down. And and um, and it was the, the line was just welcome to the potty, pal. Yeah. You know, it was like I couldn't wait to deliver <laughs> that just because. Wait. And uh, and it was so much fun. And I and uh, and, I, and everybody knows that sometimes when they give they don't give me a lot of dialogue that runs on and on and on. But this day I had some, and uh, you know. John can tell when I when I love something because I did it like three times and never dropped the ball. Yeah, exactly. Usually it takes me like eighteen yeah. times yeah. to do a lot of dialogue. I'm not hardest and I'm not out. You know my favorite bit is, is I'm I was rewriting. I was actually had my computer open because I was writing the second one. I was doing some. We had changed locations, so I had to change the script a little for the second one. Right. And you guys were shooting that scene, and the Yippie Kaye wasn't scripted, was it? I know. I don't no, think no. so. I think that so, was. And you day. were like, man, I wish I could say Yippie Kaye. We can swear on this, right? He just, he just did. There you go. Ahead. Uh, there you can say, I want to say Yippie K, motherfucker, but we can't because we're on cable. And I was listening, and I opened up that script, script and started flipping what the next through. Scene was. And I looked through the next scene Beautiful. and found the next F. So I was yeah. like, hey, 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 hey. And the, <laughs> and the, and the cut is just boom. Yeah. And just like, you killed it. You Where killed it. Tom Skerritt just goes, found, found it. it. Yippie yeah. Kaye, mother, found it. We're going to lose like half a page. Doesn't matter. The joke's yeah. worth it. Lose the half great. a page. Yeah. I had so much fun. Die Hard's one of my favorite movies uh, You know movies what I miss is I miss the, the bit we had to cut for time where Hardison and Parker are giving him shit because of the accent. I know. Yeah. Because they're they're like they just bail it he thinks he's done so well there's a little bit of it there's a moment when he said he's from Boston but there was a whole 30 seconds of really well they never give Elliot accents you know that's the Sophie thing Hardison does them so well it's ridiculous I should say they don't give Elliot the writers don't give Christian Kane accents I should say and I got one and I was very and you can see in the scene I was very proud of it there's actually character reasons but we'll talk we'll talk about that later yeah I actually I actually enjoy I don't know if the same character reasons you know I'll tell you why because when you do a con when we tend to have when we tend to write now we're getting really into the weeds when we write Elliot doing a con his accent is his status change uh, like in two in in and you and you and everybody does different things very well. You play Elliot doing low status very well. If you look at Tap Out Job, the bit where it's like sometimes they let me fight. That's that's his performance style in a con. Yeah. Sophie's is to choose a character. Hardison's to choose a character. And we had to decide very early in the show how everyone played the different roles of good or hit or actors, even where their strong points are. And this also evolved out of the way you act, where it's like okay, he's got a rhythm when he does that that's really in- and vulnerable. And like when I directed you in Boys Night, mm-hmm. the flirting scene with the girl was originally written as this kind of cocky flirting scene, and you turn it into I'm a dude with kind of an uncomfortable fetish, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, <laughs> and, you went, <laughs> and you went low status, and that was that makes it a thousand times more interesting. Oh, that's so great. That's the that's the accent. Right. I mean, that's no, the absolutely. You don't want everyone when you have a five hander, and this is a true five hander, right. not like a lot of shows where it's like a two hander and some other people are collecting mm. clues in the background. You know, uh, you need to make sure everyone's jobs are very distinctly defined. So you don't, at no point, the rule is, at no point should anyone be able to have somebody else's job or line. You mm-hmm. should read a line and know, that's an Elliot line. That's a Hardison line. That's a Parker line. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I actually enjoy it. And that's the same, the same thing you were talking about is exactly what the, the fact is, is that Elliot hasn't been an actor. He's not Sophie. He's not as charismatic as Hardison. He's used to kicking the shit out of people and he's used to being in, you know, in a war zone. So he's not going to be able to put on a character as well as everybody else. And I love the fact that I do drop the ball 
as a character and also a little bit as an actor every once in a while when I put on something because yeah. it's the fact that Elliot's not 100% on yeah. that character. Like he had to go to McLean on this. Yeah, he, he had, had to. No other you had way. to. No, he absolutely no not. No. And, and it's the same thing when I did. Great, there's a great moment of doubt you have on your face, too, which is like, is he really going to buy this? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. When the so first funny. line, it's like, when did I push that a little too hard? Because it's immediately diehard. You immediately know it's diehard. Every single person that I've talked to immediately knew it was diehard, which is what we were going for. Of course. And so it's like, oh, no, he's going to know that I'm trying to be John McLean. I loved it. It was, it was right. one of my favorite things. Gonna, we're, it's yeah. going to be an hour long, and we know we <laughs> have a time limit. Right. Another Elliot question. Sue asks, whose idea was the duct tape? Is there a list or a wall of index cards of household items the writers would like to see Elliot weaponize? Jeremy Bernstein. Yeah. 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 Lonely Heart. It was Jeremy Bernstein. Yeah, Jeremy Bernstein for Lonely Hearts pitched the... Not Lonely Hearts. Uh, 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 Cross My Heart Show. Mm -hmm. uh, pitched, um, who wrote the heart transplant uh, script. Mm -hmm. That was an Elliot fight. Yeah. And what happened is when we got to the physical location of that fight, it's like we don't have enough room to do this. Mm -hmm. and Which happens. By the way, that's how TV works. But we put it on the wall because it's like, dude, cool fight. Yeah. It's just, and, and there's not a list of cards on the wall, but I think everybody has in their head, like, uh, you know, because, you know, I wrote for Jackie Chan for a while, and that was Jackie's big thing. We'd be in a room, he's like, okay, this is what I do in this room. And he would tell you how he would fight in that room. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. <laughs> It's like, that's what Elliot... Elliot walks into a room and thinks, what are the four things in here I can hurt someone with? Yeah. What, what's funny is, is that we establish that in the pilot. Yeah. We establish that mm -hmm. when I walk in, everybody else is taking... I'm, I'm taking... I'm, where's the fork? Does this guy have a knife? Can he, yeah. get, can he have access to a glass that he can break? You know, my theory is, is looking at everything else, but... It's all threat assessment. And I'll be honest with you, and this will, this will be quick, but I, I literally... I've, I, with Kevin, Kevin Jackson, who's a stunt coordinator... And uh, it, we were talking about the, the, the duct tape, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's such a great idea, but you got to be kidding me. It's just it's so hard to do because you – if you – I mean, try to pull duct tape apart that yeah, quick. You yeah. just can't. And it was a very – and I was I was almost a little bit against it. And when we did it, I was like, this works out so great. It's one of, <laughs> I'm so proud of it. And then going on Twitter, man, people blew up the duct tape thing. Yeah. And John Rogers and you're a genius and also, you know. No, Jeremy. Yeah, that's Jeremy. all Jeremy. Yeah, Give Jeremy them, there's, there's, there's a bunch of brains in that room. Yeah. They all work very hard on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would have fought against it if I didn't know it was you. I thought it was you, yeah. so I didn't touch it. But the fact is, the fact is, now that I did it. Well, moving on to Elliot's past, Ali asks, has Elliot been on a police force in the past? He seemed to have Agent Powell pretty convinced he was a badge. No. No. He's, no. he's been in an authority structure before. Mm -hmm. We can do this one quick. It, it, yeah. No. Okay. No. Well, and moving on from that, Ali One asks, how was the phone scene in the van filmed? Was the whole cast there? Yeah, you guys can talk about this because that was the last question. Well, by the way, not yeah. that that last question was a bad question. It was a very good question. No, no, it's it's a good just question. a simple question. It's a very no, simple it's question. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, yeah. The rule is we don't establish a lot of backstory for the, the characters because mm -hmm. every now and then we break a story and you don't want to be like, oh, remember in season two we said something yeah. different and you, we, we can't don't, we do don't have a character bio. We don't have a character bio. But there are certain stuff we know about the characters yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that we don't break any rules. And that's one of them. He went in the service for reasons unknown back when he was like he lied about his age and went in and he's been that dude for 20 years so yeah okay next question sorry I just yeah, no. Yeah, the, the phone scene in the van is in reference to when Tim was on the phone yeah yeah talking to his dad yeah that. yeah we were there yeah, yeah we were there and actually uh, I mean he played it very well you could actually it, it kind of built up the intensity for all of us around and that kind of that we went from that leading straight into you know the explosion and the running up and doing all that um, 
We knew yeah. it was a tough scene. We knew yeah. it was a tough scene for Tim. You know, not not that you know he he nailed yeah, it. Yeah, because that, that's just the camera very, pitching yeah. in on him. That's a really yeah. tough yeah. thing. And to you've got after. and you got four of your other colleagues in the van with you. It's very and we're all chiming in. You know, and, and we're still in the scene with him. And so we gave it. We I remember that day in the van. It was very you know Tim had a very very emotional scene, and me and Alice were up front, and everybody was in, and then the girls were in the back, back and them. we just we gave everything that we could, even though we weren't on scene because we we really you know we knew how how tough that was. You know, talking to Tim's dad and and. Uh, and his dad's about to die and so we just we really gave it everything we had to make sure that Tim had what he needed to, to get to the place that that he went and I, I would have needed it Tim went, goes there all the time he's an unbelievable actor I also say that's kind of what I one of the reasons I, I love this uh, I will be deeply unhappy in my next show because I love this cast so much a lot of a lot of people if they weren't in the shot wouldn't be there and you know mm-hmm. these actors show up for every they're off camera they're there they're standing there. They're acting with the other actor. They will give you what you need to get to get that scene. Nobody's like, ah, oh, just have a PA read the lines. I'll be in the trailer. They don't yeah. do that shit. And here's a rule of thumb. Oh, it, so good. No, I was going to say that it was originally conceived that he was on foot for a lot more of that, and mm. Dean wanted all you guys together in the van. So that was that really was Dean's call. That was Dean's call. That was really yeah. Dean's idea. It was scripted yeah. that they were running. Right. It was scripted yeah. that he got out of the van a lot sooner, and most of that call was him running by himself, and Dean wanted everyone together with him through the yeah, whole thing. I think thing. it that really like worked that. great. Yeah, yeah, it worked. Really think it I mean, that's what's, ca- that's what's cool about having your studio guy, your studio head also be the guy who directed the pilot and has yeah. been integrated since day one. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's really in the finale collaborative process. Yeah. yeah, and back to what you said, John, about having the actors there that are off camera. thing is, you always have to be there and give it to your fellow actor because if you rob from your other actor, you rob from yourself, especially on screen. It shows we got, we're a unit continuously and we feed off of each other's energies and each other's uh, uh, skills, and that's what we do, I think, well with this show as as just a cast off screen, and that's what makes us, you know, work it out on screen. Yeah, it's a, it's a special, it's a special show. This is the one. This is this is this is the one. And, you know, and, don't, don't and I'll cry, be honest John, with you. Cry. Well, yeah. I might cry. I, gotta, and, I, and I, I have had a fistful of Irish whiskey <laughs> this afternoon. And, and to be honest with you, and I'll, and I'll, I'll take it a step further, the fact that we do that so much is that we always make sure we're there for our for our other actors. The fact that when we physically, I'm always B unit. I'm shooting fights and all my stuff is usually yeah. B unit because I'm by myself. I mean, you got yeah, the, the, the midnight brawlers. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, stuck yeah. in a van for right. yeah, exactly. half the season. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but the fact is, is that since we do that so much, ever whenever we can, we're always there for the other actor, which I really love. That we we are able to finally do a scene where the other actor is not there because we've done it so much we can we can recognize and we can imagine the other actor and what they would do and how they're going to say it to, to go ahead and, and Th- do it without That's part of the success of why you guys are good on comms. It's because you can actually hear right. the other person. The right. other person right. isn't reading off screen a lot of times, but right. there, yeah. yeah. All right, next one. And moving on from that scene, Kala asks, can you talk about how you managed the explosion at the end? What was involved? Uh, this isn't really fun for the like all of us to talk. I'll do this on the blog, but it was it was a real explosion. We blew like four giant doors with like gasoline cannons and primer cord, mm-hmm. and it was it was a teeth rattling, window shaking. A lot, a lot of the city of Portland were around at a safe yeah, distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot it's of like, what the there. hell was that? Yeah. That's something you typically do on a basic cable show, folks. No, you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't usually blow up four doors on a warehouse. Yeah. All right, well, Carl asks, did seeing what happened to Nate have any effect on Hardison and him wanting to? become a team leader one day um from a writing standpoint i i, I don't th- i think that's two separate issues it's right more, yeah more of a person. Yeah. Uh, for me for me yeah from a just a personal as for, for what i feel uh, of the character hardison I, I don't think it affected him in that way at all i mean because that, that's job. not really related to him yeah. being the the team leader that's related right. to just the the more like you live this life this is what happens to you yeah, this yeah. shit's gonna catch up with you. Yeah. Which is really, th- like we say, the, th- the theme of the season has mm-hmm. been consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the consequences. 
You cannot. And, well, I'm not going to blow it, but I wrote a speech that most actors couldn't pull off, and for Saul Rubinek in the first, uh, and yeah, it's just oh, he Jesus. kills it. Ugh. He kills it, and he is the voice of God in that episode. That's <laughs> really what the season's about. It's literally the worst. The whole season's been building that that, that, <laughs> yeah. that scene. The whole season's yeah. been building that that the first three and a half minutes. The way of the he season plays finale. it is so uh, man. It's I almost. I, I'll go even further. Almost the whole the whole. Uh, Four years. The whole, the whole four, four years, years of leverage. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and the, and the words are there, and you yeah. can't you can't do it if the words aren't there. And the words were there; they were the most beautiful words. And Saul Rubinick, the actor that he is, just he just nailed it. it. I got I I'm, I got chills. I got chills when I saw it. I got chills yeah. right we'll now. We'll do it the next podcast. We'll talk about it. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really cool. Well, that actually leads us into our next question. Linda asks, "How long has the Bring Back to Bennett card been on the wall?" Interesting enough, not how we started the year. Oh. Um, <laughs> Latimer was actually originally we were playing around with him being a slightly different villain. What we wanted to talk about was the moral ambiguity of what the team did mm -hmm. and it was Dean who was like this is the thing we always write every season like it could be the last one and mm -hmm. Dean was like it was said if this was the last season really who would who would Vladimir be working for yeah and, and it was like well it'd be Saul we've always imagined that moment now we have a different guy for if there's ever last season what we and but and Dean's like then bring him back do it. Mm -hmm. Do it and just dig in and do this moment. Well, also, you guys both had talked about at the beginning of the season that this was the season of consequences. Yeah. And right. if anyone's going to bring home if consequences... If anyone's going to bring home consequences, it's going to be the first, the first guy, guy they yeah. took down. Yeah. 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 And also, that and the, that's what's revealed is how formidable an opponent he is in that next episode. Right. Yeah. You know? So. Now, so, well, Saul's very good friends with all of us. He's, yeah. he's he's literally part of Leverage and has been, even though he was only on the pilot. He comes to the set. You know, he's well, we just, did that live radio chat. He's, he's read, in New York. Yeah, with you guys. Yeah. he's read lines off screen in other episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah nobody knows that Saul was even yeah, there. Exactly. Just, no, he's really a part of the family. So to bring him back, I mean, we, you know, me, I think there was a point where me and Tim were actually pining for him to become one of the. I mean, you know, yeah, after know. the pilot, like, how do you lose Saul? Perform and come on. But it's it was a pleasure to have him back. That's television for you. Yeah. Well, the next question deals with what you just talked about. Anonymous asks, I know you guys write each season finales if it could be the last, which I love, but knowing you'd already been renewed for another season, did that influence how you wrote the finale? No. No, it's always, so. it's always the last. It's always okay. the last one. Because it's, it, it really, for me, it feels like... Because I usually do the second half. Right. When you do the finale, you usually do like the first so, half, and I do the second half. Right. And for me, it's always just in case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, just in case, and, and also you want to feel every season. I hate the cliffhanger seasons. You want to feel like you went on an emotional journey for this year, mm -hmm. and this was the, and that doesn't work unless you close it out. Which is very rare in television, and I love yeah. that you do that. Yeah, just, I absolutely love that you do at that. At the, the, the end of this season, you're like, okay, that was good. That was worth that year. Mm -hmm. It's asking Again. a lot of people to to handle a cliffhanger for the amount of time they got to wait. Yeah, like six months. That's a lot. Not, not only that, it's the fact that that's what I love about our show is it's not it's not what, 24 was such a great show, but it's not 24, it's the exact opposite yeah. of 24. You don't have to go back and watch two seasons. I wish right. you would, right. but you don't have to go back and watch two seasons. You can pick up leverage right now, right yeah, today, yeah. because and it's a con. You we are in and we are out. We are erased by the end of the episode, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of that way on a season. A whole season is we're in all and you we're saw out. Was for, and we get a lot of fans, you see on Twitter, you see on Facebook, it's like, wow, I just watched this season 11 now I'm going back to the DVD, right. DVDs. And we designed the show that way. It was very intentional. Right. It was very meta-structure attitude. Our last question for the day comes from Anonymous, who asks, there are a number of references and homages in this episode. Warehouse 13, Doctor Who, Die Hard. I just want to know how much fun it is for you guys to be able to include those. Are you Anonymous, Christian? <laughs> no, all these all these questions will be about Elliot. I don't think Anonymous yeah. asked any of them. The, um, yeah, well, you know, it's funny because Warehouse 13 was accidental. I, I'd love to take no. credit for the Warehouse 13. I, I, I totally I, forget. Pete, I've totally forgot Pete Latimer was in Warehouse I 13. Can, I can honestly say I've never seen an episode of Warehouse 13. 13 so. uh, does, does it have anything to do with Saul at all? It's Saul. Yeah, he was Saul, on it. The character Saul right. plays on Warehouse 13. Right. The agent who works for him is Latimer. 
Oh wow! And it was, it was oh, ap- wow. I think it was just one of those things where I watched Warehouse 13, and it was somewhere in my lizard yeah, brain. And right. it was when we picked a guy. I like how it sounds. It has three syllables. It's got a hard consonant in the middle. You know, I write by talking. Yeah. So it has. The, it sounds like a bad guy name. Right. Yeah. And um, and so that was it was another coincidence. Die Hard was Die important. Hard was really a, a you know we were in the building. Uh, mm. it, that came out of the location. Once yeah. we were, once you knew we were going to be trapped in the, because you know what it was, it's like it's kind of like Die Hard. Why don't we just do Die Hard? Do Why don't we have I mean, we're, to do Die Hard? We're in, <laughs> yeah. we're in the, we're, we got them trapped in the patent office building. We knew that they were going to use stuff they found yeah. in there to get out, and then it was like. Well, why couldn't like one of the why couldn't eventually turn into Die Hard? Yeah. Yeah. and of course Elliot's solo, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you know, he's by himself Elliot's, on the. On the we had to split. Also, that's, that's a function. Most people don't know the reason when we split the cast up tends to be shooting order. Like when you yeah. see actors alone, that's not just writing thing. That's like okay, I need two of them together tomorrow, which means one of them has to do this day, one of them has to do it. Okay. It's, it's very complicated. And mm-hmm. Doctor Who is Dean. Oh, we first do it. Um, yeah, the, the, the time we, travel bit was in there first, yeah. and then Dean yeah. wanted Dean, to Dean hit it. I mean, the first the first season or two, Amy Berg had written the first one, and then Boylan hit it, then I hit it, because we were all Doctor Who freaks. Right. How'd they then, get the bow tie thing? Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and, then D, and Dean, on the Matt Smith, Steve Moffat, he has become an utter fanboy. Mm-hmm. Like, he will drag me into his office when I'm trying to have a leverage <laughs> meeting to talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. And, like, he's just <laughs> utterly entranced by Steve Moffat's writing. So he was the one who, who hard-pressed it, you know. Yeah. But that's... I I think that's that's more indicative of the show is made by people who love television. Yes, the people mm-hmm. the show is loved by people who love these types of things, and mm-hmm. it comes across. Yeah, right. I can't. I, I've worked for executives who are in charge of these types of shows who don't like them. I'm like, well, why do you make this then? Yeah. Dean Dean would watch Leverage if he didn't make Leverage. Yeah, yeah and that's kind of one of the reasons yeah. the show is good. Right. Yeah. Did, let me ask you one more question before we get out of here on the Warehouse 13 thing. I don't want to hammer it, but yeah. did, did it. Did you realize it until somebody brought it up after no, this last episode? No, I didn't see it. I didn't realize it until the comments. The okay. comments were like, look at the Warehouse 13 reference. And I was like, right. there was Warehouse what? 13 And I, it took me a second. I'm like, oh, damn it. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. It's all subconscious. All right, that's it. Let's wrap Go. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks again to the four of you guys for being here with us. And, yeah. of course, thanks to all our fans. Keep those questions coming either via Twitter with the hashtag Leverage10Podcast or you can post on the Leverage Facebook page. Uh, tune in for next week when we do the season finale. Peace. Don't forget, Grifters, you can download all of your favorite Leverage episodes with a season pass on the iTunes store.